this podcast is about business and personal development and everything else going on in the world. Uh, this is the podcast for the everyday hustler who's you know looking to unwind after a long day. <laughs> yeah, so join us on our journey as we become better in business. And pretty much just better people in general. <laughs> everybody welcome back to another episode this is jared this is omari what's going on y'all welcome back to off the hustle today we are talking about something really different uh but before we get into that i just wanted to talk about uh that's you man uh how's how, how do you feel about the economy right now um economy is actually um i feel like is in the period of change uh ever so often it's not about um if you know change will come into uh, our economy is all about when and so I think that time has um, already been present for some time now and I think you know for those people who have used the time um, I'm going to say time I'm talking about like, like the past year two or three years to you know set themselves up to um, you know for this upcoming for this change that's here right now in the economy you know they're kind of well they're kind of you know moving along with the current wave uh, for those people who are, you know, they have not prepared themselves, they are unfortunately, you know, having to kind of make adjustments very quickly, you know, and it's just like I see it like this. It's just like if you take it to a, if we, if we try to correlate this with school, you know, someone, a, a student who is taking time out all semester to prepare for a comprehensive final exam, you know, they're gonna perform well. Someone who's you know, kind of like procrastinated throughout the semester to wait towards the, you know, couple of weeks before the final exam to, <laughs> to to try to figure things out. They do fifty fifty. Yeah, they gonna they, they gonna be the dice. Yeah, you gonna be up, you know, some late early mornings and late nights to to prepare. But um, doesn't matter what situation that you're in, what what box you know you, you know you fit in. I feel that that um, I fear that no matter what your situation is, there's gonna be a way for you to make progress and to come out in a positive uh, standpoint once this moment passes on. So with this with this current, you know, time period in the economy, it's just a moment for people to wake up and to go ahead and make the needed adjustments so they can not just be able to remain above water, but also be able to grow and develop where they are now. That's what I think. Okay. What about yourself? I like that. Uh, I personally don't know. I don't watch the news. <laughs> um, I I like to go by a term me and you coined that we call personal economy. Mm-hmm. So I, I like to take account of me myself one, and I look at the rest of how everybody else is doing later. So which mm-hmm. brings us to today's topic. Today we're talking about being recession proof in your own personal economy. Yeah. Uh, for those who was listening to Amari, Amari kind of summed up the economy well, how it's going right now. But the real question that we're wondering is, how is your personal economy going? And that's how are your pockets doing, mm-hmm. your investments, uh, your portfolio, as the savvy would say, is doing uh, right now. So I was just noticing uh, since the COVID-19 things happen, a lot of people are saying, you know, they're barely treading to stay above water. Mm-hmm. And they've had to do some things that they normally wouldn't have to do, cut back some luxuries that they, mm-hmm. they normally would love to do. Uh, the question then becomes, 
what do you do? Well, we know what the government does when the economy is doing bad. They shut stuff down. They mm-hmm. pump money in. Uh, but what do you do with your personal economy when things are going bad? So, yeah, I think I truly believe that, you know, this kind of, you know, ties to what I just mentioned before. Um, it's all about when things happen, not about when if. Mm. It's not about if. It's always about when. So when you're talking about, it doesn't matter if you're, if you're discussing business or personal, you know, um, wealth. When I say personal wealth, I'm talking about like your health, your, your mental, your physical, spiritual, you know, how you work with other people, things like that. Um, kind of ties into like those soft skills versus the hard skills, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. So for, in my personal opinion, I truly believe that, you know, you should always continuously find ways to improve your state of life, your state of living. Um, and this is not, you know, I feel like, you, honestly, if you're in a point where prior to a, a pandemic, prior to a recession, prior to an economic impact, if you're not already doing that when, you know, the chips are in your favor and you're actually doing pretty well for yourself, you're going to feel the, the blow, you're going to feel the impact so hard when, you know, things do come about because you haven't prepared yourself to take on those moments, um, you know, and to and build your empire. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's kind of, you know, if, you know, for those people, for those people who are listening or watching us right now, if you are someone who's familiar with sports or someone who's familiar with analytics, someone who's familiar with business, someone who's familiar with just, you know, combat, a key to any of those things is how you play defense and how you actually prepare yourself to take on any challenge. And I truly feel that for for yourself, you should always be seeking other opportunities to add on to your way of life. You know, so when it comes to if we you know so so if we take finances for example, being able to always find ways, find other streams of income to where it adds, you know, even if that money doesn't even if you already got money to pay for your your, your monthly bills and utilities, pay the car note, pay off the mortgage, that's fine. But you should always be trying to find ways to bring in money to where it can add to the retirement accounts. It can be add on give give you some a little bit more spending money to where just for a rainy day. Because you never know what may come, you know, just because if you live by the cheers, you'll die by the booze, <laughs> for sure. And I, I really want to add to what you're saying about personal economy is uh, just like what the government does when the economy is doing bad. It's similar to what you have to do in your own personal life. Yeah. So when, and you ever noticed the government reacts before the economy hits zero. You I never want to, you never, and this is my personal stance, you never want the count to be close to zero before you start thinking, okay, I need to make moves now. Mm-hmm. You, and this is on your personal account. Uh, you need to start thinking that when you sense a change is coming. And those could be, you know, layoffs. It could be uh, someone gets injured. It could be preparing for mm-hmm. uh, something. Oh, yeah. Something. I'm not saying that, like you said, it's not if, it's when. When something is going to go completely left, you got to prepare for it. So your personal economy has to be able to withstand all of that. Yeah. So, I personally believe that you should. I, I'm a, I'm a believer, and you should always be seeking opportunities. Yes. Uh, and always looking at which ones are best for you. But a lot of people are probably going to wonder when is it the best time. It's always and the best time. Our first topic would is be when's the best time to start seeking. <laughs> so it's the best time, man. My my philosophy is you shouldn't stop. You should. I, I got that from 
but honestly, I got it from Miles. You gotta always be looking for another job, even if you have an extra job. I'm like, all right, man, yeah, all right, cool. And I and and, and I agree with you on that, man. Because and and I and I want to make one thing clear here. Even if you are continuously looking for better opportunities to add value to yourself and add value to the you know your way of life, you know it can always still come crashing down in one move. Mm. You know that's just you know that's just one of the rules to the game. You know, and uh, on this episode, you know, you know, uh, if you haven't realized, you know, I don't want to hold back you know any truth from you guys from based on my experience or based on experiences that I've observed. Um, that's one thing that's very important. You can you can work day in day out endlessly to build a self uh, to build a um, a crash proof model of what you think is the best life for you. Mm-hmm. And some way somehow it can always there's always going to be a chink in the chain that's going to be that reason why it comes crashing down. But it's not so much about trying to avoid the the impact. It's mostly important about how do you bounce back from those impactful moments. And this is where continuously seeking opportunities, that, that can be a job opportunity, that can be an opportunity to add value to yourself and how you think and how you can create. And when those moments do happen and you feel the impact, if you are taking the time out to continuously improve yourself and the systems that you build, then you are you can be able to bounce back in a short time frame versus someone who is waiting for the impact to come so they can be able to have that self-reflection moment and say, all right, let me get my stuff together after the deed has been done. Yeah, and it's, the reason why I say you should always be looking is a lot similar to what you're saying plus some. Mm-hmm. It's because a lot of times the opportunities aren't going to look like opportunities. Mm-hmm. They're going to look like a lot of more extra hard work, a lot more hours coming out your day. Mm-hmm. But you got to start thinking, okay, I'm preparing for my personal economy later on in life. Yeah. Uh, so not only are we trying to help you be recession-proof today, we want to help you be recession-proof tomorrow mm-hmm. with some of the ideas and things that we implement in our lives to help us come up with new ways to you know, put more money in the bank. One thing is, I mean, you want to always have more than you need. Uh, Recently, I read a a new book, and I told you about it. Mm -hmm. Uh, But one of the ideas that I firmly believe is now that to live a richer life, you have to have richer money. Mm -hmm. Like, it's honestly, and I want to look at the camera when I say this, it is not weird to want to be rich. Yeah. Because you can live a richer life. You can live a more fulfilled life, a better life. Mm-hmm. If you have more money, it's weird if you say, I'm happy having the bare minimum. I'm happy being right here. And I'm not saying for those people who are like that, I'm I'm saying from my personal standpoint, it's weird that you want to be living and being content and not having extra. Because having that extra is what allows you to, to be able to live, to live a life that, and I'm trying to find the right ways to say it, uh, to I, live a life where... Mm-hmm. You don't have to worry. Yeah. Not saying that those people worry, but you don't have to worry and you don't have to think about anything. Yeah, and and, and, and to add on to you know your point of wanting, um, there's nothing in order for you to you know get more financial wealth. You also have to expand your mind and get more of a. You have to acquire the mindset that unlocks those levels of wealth. 
in my in my in my personal opinion. Um, some people may disagree. Some people may think different, and that's fine. Um, but if uh, but if you actually take time out to just really analyze what I just what we what we're talking about, you know, in order for you to get an extra okay outside of your typical your standard you know way of getting income. You know, outside of just that one stream, how are you? How do you think you can accumulate other ways to bring in money? And what when you start to think about that, it has you have to really think outside your box, mm-hmm. the box that you typically try to live in from day in and day to day. And that's where you know you have to you know start to take time out to learn new things and to do some research and to really you know create new approaches to making money and not just about making money but also living life as well because as you because one thing I've realized as well from reading books and from you know meeting people who are way well off is that you know the richer they are the richer they are the lower the lifestyle is and that may and that may not and that doesn't and that doesn't mean that you have to live a low lifestyle a, a live way below your means but a rule, one that one, one uh, 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 I guess, a strategy that has helped many people remain successful and remain wealthy in their own definition is, hey, I, if I'm making, if, I, if me, if me and my family are making, we get, we we're receiving at least six, seven figures of income a year. We want to be able to live off of only a fraction of that. See, and this is why I want to disagree, but mm-hmm. agree at the same time. Okay. I don't think it's those people choose to live below their means. Mm-hmm. They know where their comfortability is. Gotcha. They know, okay, if we're making, you know, me and my spouse bring in $500,000 a year. Mm-hmm. That's that's way more than the average person. Yeah. But they're living a $40,000 lifestyle. It's not because they're thinking... A lot of people aren't really thinking, mm-hmm. well, I need to live way below my means so that I can stack all this bread for when I'm old gotcha. or pass on generational wealth. <laughs> no, yeah. most of them are thinking, all right, cool, we're making 500000 but I really live a $40,000 lifestyle. Mm-hmm. I like living in, you know, my house is paid off. I don't have to pay anything for that. And my, my I keep all my bills low because I don't like spending money on bills unnecessarily. You know, we go on vacations and trips, but, you know, we do credit card hacks and different other stuff to get these trips for free or discounted. And it's not really a have okay. to. But it's not a have to. So it's a want to because they know, well, I got the cushion to do other stuff. And this is what makes me happy. But this is where I'm content Ten. and where I'm happy. Gotcha. And they're not thinking, okay, I only need 40000 so let me only make 40000 And I totally agree with you, and that's well said. You know, I like, I'm definitely, um, <laughs> that trumps what I just mentioned in reference to how you approach that. I agree with you 100%. Yeah, so, you know, so going into, you know, when we talk about, you know, so I think, I think we can agree that you never should stop looking for, you know, um, brighter opportunities to seek the knowledge and to acquire the, the, the financial means to add to your personal life because, mm-hmm. you know... And if you got Jeff Bezos money, yeah. <laughs> and you see that he's yeah, not stopping. He's not stopping. He's so. not stopping. Let's just tell you something. You got Jeff Bezos money <laughs> that I can divorce somebody and make them rich money? Yeah. Maybe. Amen. But, you know, the average person isn't quite there yet. Yeah. So it's said that every millionaire on average has about seven different streams of income. Seven, yeah. Uh, most, you know, generally those seven are all passive, mm-hmm. uh, but you got to work up to that. You don't start out just creating passive income. 
uh, for all my people who are rich dad, poor dad people, you know about the four quadrants. We're mm-hmm. not going to dive super deep into it uh, because we gave you the book so you can go get the knowledge. Yeah. Uh, the four different quadrants are the person that's the everyday worker, yeah. the small business owner, mm-hmm. the big business mm-hmm. owner, and then, of course, the investor. the investor who makes that passive income. So we kind of wanted to dive in some of those opportunities that can help you get on the road to being uh recession proof in your personal economy mm-hmm. so the starting out with the first one of course is a tried and steady true way uh is part-time jobs or as we're moving now into the gig economy uh that could be uber that could be uh doordash uh hopper uh, task rabbit uh shipped that list is going on it's going on and on and on, and, on. And, I, and i'm glad you mentioned it because that has grown like rapidly over like a short time a short time period i would say maybe what two or three years yeah and it's an easy introduction yeah. to owning your own business yeah you you manage taxes you choose what job you want to do you choose what jobs you don't want to do and you make your own time and you make your own time so it's an untraditional way of doing the part-time job mm-hmm. but of course there's always the traditional part-time job where you can go work at uh the one i do right now is ups Mm-hmm. Uh, where after a couple months you get a hundred percent free benefits, and that's kind of what keeps me around. A hundred percent free means one hundred percent free. Mm-hmm. I just pay copay. Yeah, and it doesn't come out my check or nothing. I just got to put that out there because most people are like, "Well, it ain't free. Come out your check." No, <laughs> nothing because I'm a check. I just show up. I pay copay. Yeah. Uh, so and then you know, there's different reasons to get part-time jobs. Sometimes you want the money, or you can do like me, get the benefits, uh, or you could just be looking for the experience. Yeah, and even even um, and usually when um, the average person may hear the word part time job, and think that you know that's like a a, a level beneath having mm-hmm. a full time job. That's really not true. You know, I can tell you right now. I um, I take our time when we was in undergrad. You know, I met a number of professors who were you know well off had their main tenure. They had very tenure. either tenure or not tenure they had you know they had other streams of income and mm-hmm. they was really just being a, prof- a part-time associate professor you know saying just to kind of bring a little bit more money or to get stability a, a stability or get constant a, money get grants to you know yeah. do research or whatever you know so you know i would i would definitely want to make a note to everyone who's listening right now that you know these, you know, these, um, these opportunities that we talk about in this episode is, you know, it's so much bigger than just the money. The money is definitely important because it's a tool that can help you feed the lifestyle that you want to live. But also there are so many other benefits to these opportunities outside of the fiscal, um, benefit that can help you level up and that can also put you in a position to be able to, you know, acquire different resources that you wasn't able to acquire before. Mm -hmm. And again, some of those for part-time jobs is extra money, extra money, new experience, Mm -hmm. uh, grants, grants, free, free, free rent. So part (laughs) of it is like when people think, like you said, the misconception that part-time is below full-time, uh, part-time really just means to me, part of the time I'm doing something else. And a, and a great example, I'm, I'm going to go into the pop culture side of it. So, um, our listeners, you, you know, um, ladies and gentlemen, you guys may know about the show Insecure by Issa Rae. You know, within the recent, the most recent seasons, you know, she transitioned, she left, we got y'all, and she, you know, decided to make that, that leap, um, that huge jump to become a full-time entrepreneur. 
but she still needed to find a way to bring in some type of income and kind of scale down her living expenses. Her living expenses. So she, she was became a, a part time super. Yeah, she became a part time, you know, super became a part time property manager for an apartment complex. Mm-hmm. So when you know you take just that example right there with her transitioning, you know, due to you know change. Doesn't matter if the change that she brought on herself or it was something that was more external. She still was able to move along with the current um, changes and be able to adjust by thinking outside the box with acquiring a part-time job as a uh, property manager for an apartment complex, which gave her the opportunity to um, opportunity to get discounted rent, <laughs> very discounted rent, considering the fact that she lives in California, she lives in California, and also give her the time to be able to pursue her dream of creating her own business. So it's just, you know, that was just a quick example that I thought about that I think that our listeners could relate to if they watch the TV show. Yeah. And then another another aspect you could dive into if you part-time jobs aren't your thing, mm-hmm. uh, you can become a freelancer or yeah. a contract worker, which is kind of like digging more into that gig economy lifestyle where you are, you could do, uh, and we've mentioned this in a previous episode, all the different freelance websites you could work at, work for, work through. More, more accurately. Yeah. Uh, but you could, if you got a hobby in photography, go out there and take some grad. Well, you ain't taking too many graduation pictures right now. But you can take some <laughs> wedding photos and all the different stuff. Uh, you could, let's say, if you're a videographer, you get out there and you you record some stuff. Right now, people are gonna want to go back out into the world and start, you know, documenting. So get out there, and this is the time for you to jump back in. And was, uh, and, and I want to, and I actually want to, you know, just tap in right quick on that one. And because I personally know some, a uh, few people, of course, uh, you know, our social media content manager, Miles, you know, he has his own um, videography and photography business called the Miles Touch. You guys check him out. Um, he, you know, he did a great move by, even though um, he, he recently graduated from Georgia Southern, you know, shout out to all GSU alumni. He gave, you know, while he was, you know, he graduated this past semester and but while he was you know doing school throughout this past few months even though covid did shut down the campus in reference to people going to class and being out and about you know there were still a lot of people down in that city you know still attending classes via online and he knew that a lot of people still needed you know wanted there was a, there was going to be a demand for you know those graduation pictures and videos so even though covid made a huge impact to the economy, and especially to college campuses across the nation, he still took it upon himself to, you know, um, supply the demand of photography, create a lane, and was able to, you know, create some income for himself and, and, you know, please some clients. And I have another person, you know, there's other people who I know who took that same idea and ran with it with like weddings and you know because a lot of weddings were impacted mm-hmm. these past few months but for those people who probably had at home ceremonies or they had the online um, videos people still needed a, a demand it's just the, the demand shifted so as a supplier or as a person who it provides a service you all have to do is just kind of shift your know where the where the supply is shifting to and Leverage your demand for, I mean, leverage, you know, leverage the supply for the, the shift of demand. So it's just kind of like, you know, kind of quick mm-hmm. um, macroeconomics, but you know, for 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 your for your listeners out there and for your, your viewers, just make sure that you know as things change, 
try to follow the, the demand and see how you can supply it. Solutions, problems, they all go hand in hand. Yeah. Uh, another example I give uh, for freelancing is if you're a barber, where you normally pay booth rent yeah. to cut ahead. Right now is the perfect time to you know throw on a mask and start going out and doing some contract work, some freelance work, and meeting people at the homes and cutting hair. Now, <laughs> yeah. I, hey, now it's time to do it. Yeah. Because it, it's it's become e- this environment. Most people are things are going to make it harder to do something. It's not uh, the when stuff get stuff gets hard. That's when the creative gets creative. Yeah. So right now is going to be the time where you see a lot of those freelancers, contract workers, even even I'm gonna take it a step further and move it to a realm that we normally don't talk about. If you're an engineer, mm-hmm. right now a lot of a lot of really good engineers got let go from their jobs, That's not true. because they're not good at their job, but because. You know the company had to make cuts, and when I'm cutting budgets, I'm cutting the guy that I'm paying two hundred grand that ain't did nothing in two weeks. Yeah. So now's the time if you are one of those people who have a specialized knowledge in aerospace engineering that you can, you know, really finesse. Well, let me do a better one. If you have a specialized knowledge in uh, solar solar panel engineering, <laughs> so and I don't know the specific term or where you fall. But if you you would you think okay I've been sitting at the house for two weeks I've came up with this idea to make solar panels the size of house shingles, I I, I you know I tinkered in my time and I figured out how to get it down to that low. Now is the time for you to go out and okay let's pitch this idea let's teach companies how to shrink their solar panel technology let's go in and do this and do that because mm-hmm. you had that specialized knowledge now is the time to uh, really contract it out which yeah. shifts yeah. us into our next way of making money. You could sell your knowledge. Yeah, so you can sell your knowledge. You know, a lot of people are doing it now. Uh, people have been doing this for, you know, for however long. But, you know, in the, the age that we live in, you know, where information is that, you know, at, is easily accessible, uh, accessible. And you can inquire, you know, just from your cell phone, to, from your laptop, your, your tablets, you know, uh, pretty much anywhere. You can be able to quickly learn a new subject even for I'm not even talking I'm not even just talking about the the knowledge that you already have already mastered you know if it's things that you have if it's subjects that you've already mastered oh my god you can go ahead and easily just learn how to create an online course on like a website like Gumroad or Fiverr or whatever uh, Udemy Udemy uh, um, uh, Simply Learn uh, Skillshare. Skillshare we just dropping them so y'all know yeah you know those are some great examples where people have taken their, their expertise and their skill knowledge. Skill work coming soon. <laughs> yeah, skill work coming soon, very soon. And use those opportunities, use those platforms and your expertise to create a um, a vessel for other people to tap into and learn from and actually pay you a decent amount. You know, I know people who have created courses and sold those courses for like maybe $10 a pop. And you know, you may into a customer to a consumer, you may think, oh, ten dollars to learn, you know, something that may have taken me a whole four or five months to learn if I try to do it myself. A person's willing to more than willing to pay that ten dollars fee to acquire that course, take it and actually, you know, gain new knowledge and be able to go back into their own life, whether they want to apply it to their job or apply it to their business or apply it to whatever, to be able to move forward and just level up. And what I want to add to what you're saying is a lot of people, when it comes to this one, mm-hmm. there's a lot of people who have the knowledge uh, and don't want to share it because they don't think they're ready yet. They don't think they're an expert. Mm-hmm. Let me tell I mean, it's a, a famous quote I read uh, from a guy who was a con artist 
who basically pretended to be like 18 different things and one of them was a sociology professor mm -hmm. he did not have a degree he was nowhere near a professor but when the cops finally caught up to him they asked him well how were you able to teach this master's level sociology class to people who have degrees yeah and he simply said well the trick to teaching isn't to be to know everything to be a master of it i really just got to be one chapter ahead of everybody else that's very so smart. wherever you're gonna be there are gonna be people that are two and three chapters ahead of you you aren't focusing on those people focus <laughs> on the people that's two or three chapters behind you yeah. and help them catch up to you and just stay one chapter ahead of them you can create a course that continually continually adds more courses to it by just staying one chapter ahead yeah and in those moments where you think there's there's um there's a market does not exist trust me it does you just gotta go out there and find it and it just takes a little bit of time and a little bit of willpower to go ahead and seek you know the market and find how you can make your make you know make your territory in it to where you can create opportunities for yourself as well as um, supplying resources to other people yeah. and this is one of those fields where we start talking about passive incomes this is one of them uh, simply because a course is something you create you market it it sells itself people go to the course to learn mm -hmm. you don't necessarily have to re-record every single time you don't have to teach every single time <laughs> uh, if you want to get some you know get real niche and be helpful and all that good stuff yeah. you can but this is one of those really passives you put it out you keep it updated boom and this is what we're talking about and this is where you know um, a lot of people want to talk about you know make money while you sleep this is one of those <laughs> this is one of those um, outlets that you can use to be able to acquire you know income while you know while you're sleeping at 10 p.m. 11 p.m. you know there's someone on the other side of the, of the country somebody in Boise <laughs> yeah just just bought your course for however much you're selling well, it for 99 yeah, I'm one of people yeah now you wake up to getting emails and cell phone alerts saying that PayPal just or Cash App or whatever you know uh, platform you use yeah, just, well, <laughs> just deposited uh, a thousand dollars thousand dollars in your account because exactly. 10 people just ran across your course yeah exactly so, so. you know the, the opportunities is there you just got to figure it out and um and just just understand this that before we go any further i just i, I feel like i definitely want to get us to our listeners and our viewers the thing is when it comes to any economy uh, when things change and shift I want you to understand that things are not being, you know, uh, like you had mentioned with the engineering example, you know, people are not being let go or, you know, or you may not be having a hard time or finding a new opportunity because you're not good enough or you don't have the skills or whatever. It's simply because things are changing and you're still trying to go with, you're still trying to go with an older approach. Mm -hmm. So where uh, an industry or a, yeah, where an industry may be, you know, shifting to the left, you're still trying to think with the right side of how to go about it, where the, the industry has already made the, ne the necessary adjustments. So you have to find a way to see how the, how the market, how the industry is shifting and then you have to find your way to where you can be ahead of it or at least go with the currents and go with the wave. Yeah, and I think that's something we should probably do an episode on. Uh, don't know when, but <laughs> yeah. about uh, creative ways to find new opportunities. Yeah, man. Uh, if you are, you know, I, I actually want to focus on my W-2 people on that one because this one is more geared toward my entrepreneurial 
uh, mindset of people. But I want to put one specifically for my people who are more comfortable being inside that structured environment. Mm-hmm. And that's how I like to look at it. It's not that they don't want to take risks. They're just more comfortable taking risks within a structured environment that lets them know what is possible and what isn't possible within the structure. So, and I think those people may need a more creative way uh, to find opportunities uh, within the structure. And, I, and, I, and, I'm, and I'm willing to you know, take on that challenge with you. And um, But I would like to say that, you know, I truly, because I truly believe this, in reference to the workforce today, um, a lot of companies are going to be, you know, even your major companies, they're going to be modifying their structure. You know, a lot of people are getting laid off. A lot of people are, are being let, mean, you know, let go because a lot of these companies are, are, have taken these past few years and they've been paying so much money to have people do research and understand and, and to find out how can they scale their business, their profits and their level of revenue um, up while decreasing and leaning out their their people resources and their operations. So where you know you may see um, uh, where a company may have had a plethora of job listings, they may only have a fraction of that because they have found ways to make more money as they always do, but with a fraction of the team or with a fraction of the people resources, you know. So with that, things are the, the workforce is changing. So I do want to create an episode with that in mind. But I also want listeners to honestly take this episode and understand that you are have you, uh, you should consider looking at your workforce and how you how you play a part in it uh, from a different lens because mm. because the way nine to five W two workers um, work in today's era is vastly different from how it was maybe 10, 20 years ago. I think something we should add into that episode. Uh... And it's being recorded, so it'll come out when it comes out. But mm-hmm. one thing I want to add into that is creative ways to find new W-2 opportunities, one. Yeah. But also ways to make yourself indispensable from the company. Right. Because there yeah. are some, like, you, mm-hmm. like you're saying, it's different now. People are trying to learn, run leaner and run meaner uh, well, while, still making, the while still making the same amount of profits. Mm-hmm. So you got to make yourself a piece of the machine that's irreplaceable. And when you make yourself a piece of the machine that's irreplaceable... Uh, and a lot of people say, well, everyone's replaceable. That is not true. Everyone is not replaceable. <laughs> yeah. Microsoft may say they're going to get rid of Bill Gates, but who do you think they're going to call when stuff goes left? And, Bill yeah. Gates. So that just lets you know, because a good example would be uh, Apple isn't the same without Steve Jobs. It's still great. It's still an amazing company, but it's still, it does it's missing something yeah. now that Steve Jobs isn't there. And you have to become that person that's missing something. Now, our last way of making uh, these new opportunities uh, that we're going to talk about is probably the most common and that's why we put it at the end and kind of, why we're not going to spend that much time on it is figure out what you love uh, what you could talk about all day what you're obsessed with what you're an expert in and create a business around it yeah create a system and that's all a business is is this a, is this a, a modified structured system that may or may not include multiple people you know you there's people out there who have you know Businesses that um, that generate well over six, seven, eight, nine figures, and you know they either work alone or they work with a handful of team members. You know, yeah, and and, and you'll be surprised, but you know you'll be surprised, you know, by finding out those truths. 
Um, but that's a that's a huge reality, and especially in the world that we live in. And creating a business, I feel you know, I've said this before, and I say it again. Everyone has the opportunity to create their own business. So a lot of people, um, I, I've heard, I've, I've had a number of conversations with people over time in general, and I've always heard this notion of you know everybody's not meant to be a leader, everybody's not meant to be a um, a business owner, and I really don't agree with that. That's my personal opinion, but here's my reason why. I truly believe that everyone has the ability to create a business. If you are a human being on this earth and you have a first and last name, you can easily take your first and last name, create a business just with that name, and that can be your brand. That can be your system. Now, how you build, now how you take that business and, and build it with certain systems within a certain industry, a certain market, that's on you. But, you know, if you're taking time, you know, I look, I look at it like this. If you're taking time out to acquire certain skills, certain certifications, certain um, education um, to go work for a company or work with a number of companies that already exist, think about it. That's taking, you're using your time, you're using your financial means to pay for education or to acquire knowledge, and you're using your own willpower to go make opportunities for yourself. Now, think about if you just did that you know, just think about if you multiply that effort and all those different things I just mentioned times two or times three, and you went out and did it for yourself and created, instead of going to work with a business, you will work, you would be, uh, or working for a business, you can go ahead and create your own. It just, all the only difference is it takes a little bit more effort, takes a little bit more money, and it, or it may not even take a little bit more money, it may take less or more money. It all depends on how you go about it, but it, it definitely will take a little bit more effort and a little bit more time. You know, but the thing is, you'll be in a much better position if you consider building your own versus just going to the more traditional route of going to work for someone else. And that's and, and trust me, there's nothing wrong with working for someone else. There are plenty of people who are highly successful in doing that. But in the in the shifting of the economy that is happening right now and that's been happening for some time now, definitely want to consider how is the workforce evolving. And how can I evolve with it? And that may be a requirement for you to consider is creating your own firm, creating your own consultation business, or creating your own service. And instead of you coming in as a traditional part-time, full-time employee, you're coming in as a consultant, you're coming in as a contractor or a subcontractor, and you're and instead of them paying John Doe or Jane Atkins, you know, per se, you know, direct <laughs> I just gave a random name, you know. Instead of a business paying that person directly as an employee, now they're paying John Doe LLC because John Doe LLC as a business was hired by a company to do services or to come in and teach or come and, 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 and shed light to a new upcoming software, whatever that's to come and to make a huge impact in the next five to 10 years. It's all about how you, I mentioned this at the beginning of this episode for a reason because it helps bring it full circle. It's all about how you evolve your mindset to acquire new uh, streams of income and, and new opportunities. You have to get outside of the box of how you're thinking right now so you can be able to survive for tomorrow. Yeah, it's, it's, I, I was going to disagree with you. <laughs> and, but you, then at the end, I was like, he, he took my whole point. I was like, oh, don't say it. So yeah, man. it's 
what Amari is saying is one hundred percent true. Uh, businesses in the traditional sense aren't what you technically have to build. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can look at yourself as a business. You yourself, uh, you have uh, a brand or a reputation or a resume. Mm-hmm. You can sell that, and you can sell it to a point where. If you know your worth, you can get more for it. Just because a company is paying $60,000 for it doesn't mean it's worth $60,000 to them. Yeah. It could be worth one hundred and twenty. could be worth you know, 300 for But sure. they budget it because they know people will take $60,000 for it, mm-hmm. uh, and they'll pay you that. And then for those people who are W-2, who are looking for a way to transition out of working traditional W-2s and trying to get into more of that contractor, subcontractor role, again, to what Amari was saying, Take your skills, assess them, build them, grow them, become an expert at what you do. And again, an expert just means you're a chapter ahead of everyone else. Continually learn. So you can put yourself in those positions where you can approach uh, a a manager or a CFO or CEO or Mm -hmm. some of those other sweet C-suite people and just say, hey, this is where my skill set is. I know you're paying 60000 for this entry-level position to do this. I want to come in and do it takes them three years and do it in six months and this is how much I want for it and if you're good at what you do you can do that you can you can set your price tag yeah uh, so ending it out we just want to say how do you choose which opportunity is best for you um, I think it's a personal thing yeah that's, gonna, that's exactly what I was gonna say it's like it's more <clears throat> it's more about you taking time out to really um, have an honest conversation at where um, of where you're at right now and where you want to be, and um, you know when you talk about just really being your own self manager, you have to be honest in your skill set. You have to be honest in your level of comfort, your level of confidence, and also too your level of taking that risk of saying, "Hey, I'm the I'm the woman or I'm the man that is the right person for the job." You know, for the opportunity. So, you know, it all depends about where you're where you're at in your journey. You know, if you feel like you've, you know, despite whatever you've been through, if you have the knowledge and you have the skill set and experience to, you know, make something happen, by all means, go, you know, go for it. Take the, take the leap of faith and go for it. Um, you know, if you still feel like you have some ways to go, then, you know, be honest with yourself and, make an action plan and go ahead and make it make um do the work that needs to be done so you can get to that level of mastery to where you can be the teacher and now and no longer and and not so much the student um and with that being said you know for me to close my my answer out reference that question is you're gonna always be a student you know yeah. even masters are students that's the reason why a master is a master they've they have continuously learned for so long and strive to research and apply new and improved knowledge and way of thinking to what they do that they are able to share the knowledge with many others, you know, um, across anywhere. But never forget, they're always still learning and finding what is out there. Yeah. And just finishing up uh, and to what you were saying is there's a lot of people who have ambition and drive. Yeah. There are some people who just have drive and some people who just have ambition. Ambition. So you, you have to assess which one you truly are uh, and adjust your plan according to that. Uh, people who have drive and no ambition, maybe you need to find somebody with a vision mm-hmm. and help them achieve their vision. That's more my W-2 people or people who want to go work 
work independently and things of that nature, but they need someone else to provide the vision because they have all the skills. Yeah. And then you have your people who have ambition and no drive, and you need to surround yourselves with people that can make your vision come true. And those are like my CEOs, my my business owners. Those 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 that's what they are. And then there are people who have both drive and ambition. And those are the people who really just need to sit down and assess where their skills truly are and what they really want to do uh, and find out a way to make it happen because you can make it happen on your own or mm-hmm. you can make it happen with a team because you have the vision that the team can follow, but you also have the skill set to do it on your own for a while. I'm not saying you should always do it on your own or continually, but you have the you have the vision to do it for a while. So... Uh, that was my closing remarks, actually. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I feel like so, I'm strong. Yeah, man, I feel you, bro. So, and you know, and I would say this just to kind of close out, um, close out this episode, is that you know, if you listeners and your viewers out there have realized something, I hope you guys understand this. Every episode that has led us up to where we are now, there are you know there are um, clues and you know gems and you know great takeaways from each episode that you if you add. You know, some listen to each episode and take away something from it, and add it to the next episode, the next episode, the next episode. You should be able to take some time out as you're listening to build your own personalized formula to get you up and moving and to help you create the next um, form of yourself, help you evolve, help you develop, help help you level up. You know, a lot faster than we did or yeah. are doing. Yeah, technically. You know, hey man, you know, trust me. You know, this is all the the biggest. Uh, and and I say all that to say this: the biggest competition is not someone or something that's living out uh, outside of you. The biggest competition is your current and previous self. You know, if you want to, you know, you should always try to be a better person than you were the day before. And with this episode, you can be able to use. Uh, if not all, some, you know, of the suggestions that we gave you and be able to really create your own tomorrow. So that's that's what I want to leave out, Mar. This has been Jared. Hey, man, this is Amari. And this has been Off the Hustle. Peace, Peace. y'all. Peace. We almost forgot to tell you, we're actually on every major platform and uh, if you guys got a chance, uh, wherever you're listening right now, just give us a rate and review. Yeah, definitely. You know, hey, Apple, we own it. Spotify, we own it. Google, we own it. Breaker, we own it. <laughs> the list goes on. So make sure continue to support us. Check us out on every episode and give us your honest feedback because just like we mentioned from the beginning, we want to continuously get better. And with what we um, provide with you with, con- with content each episode, so give us that honest feedback. One star, two stars, three stars, four stars, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. <laughs> it doesn't really matter. But we definitely look forward to giving you feedback. Uh, and follow us on all social media platforms at Off The Hustle Podcast. As soon as you start typing Off The Hustle Pod, we will show up. For See sure. you guys there. Peace.